Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Doc Report Podcast. Uh, as I told you all before, this is a different podcast than FNL Radio. FNL Radio is coming back soon, everybody. I promise. I know I keep saying that. I'm giving y'all more release dates than uh, Rihanna's album, but I promise you all that a new episode of FNL Radio is coming really soon. Monique is still doing her thing, and she's still trying to get that Google check, but... Um, she's still going to make her comeback on the show really soon. Bad news, doll. But for now, the Doc Report is the focus. As you heard on the first episode of the Doc Report podcast, which you can find on Spotify, Anchor, uh, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Google, wherever you listen to your podcast, you can find FNL Radio and the Doc Report on there. But the Doc Report podcast, as I told you before, is basically a uh, kind of like a reintroduction of who I am because as I told you all you know me on FNL Radio for so many years as just being the turn up guy I guess you can say you know me and Monique or me and my former co-host we would just give you all the entertainment and music news and just go crazy and just be wild and ratchet for no reason sometimes but on this one I wanted to give y'all a, a softer side of me and give y'all some experiences I've gone through things I'm pretty sure y'all can relate to as well and so on this podcast, there's going to be a different variety of topics that's, um, that's going to be on here that's really going to resonate with you all. And so I'm going to have a special guest on here to come on the show, you know, give their experiences as well, their testimonies, if you will. So on this one, I want to really focus and touch on mental health. Now, that's something that I've been really big on for the past few years. And I'm going to tell you all about that and my journey with that. But I have my special co-host. Actually, this is the first co-host on the podcast, on the Doctor Board podcast. And I want y'all to give it up for Josh, everybody, aka your favorite bartender at MJ's. Depending on what night you go on the shed. <laughs> hey, I appreciate it. Much love. Uh, correction, correction. When I'm on <laughs> when I'm on good behavior, when I'm on good behavior, I can be found up front. Um, however, comma Fridays in the he she shed is my my my. Uh, my space. So um, I wanted to say thank you for allowing me to to come on here as a guest as well as a co a co-host. You know, while um your main is out taking care of business. Um, so I guess you want to know a little bit a little bit about myself. Um, again, my name is Joshua, and I am a counselor by trade, bartender by night. Um, my career started uh, about 10 years ago. I've been doing therapeutic day treatment counseling um, with, a, with a private agency contracted with um, Portsmouth, Norfolk, and uh, Chesapeake Public Schools. I provided that mental health support in the classroom for students that just need a little more assistance with managing their behaviors. And, and that's, that's the focus right there, the word on managing, because even as adults, um, we have to remember that we have we don't have a magic wand. We can't wave around to um, to change things or even manage our mental health. So that's that's something I really want to to press on is being able to um, recognize when you need to utilize those strategies to, to manage your um, your mental health. Self care is very important. And uh, just to touch base on what daily stressors are. I like to use the analogy or the comparison metaphor of, of a cup. If you have a cup that is constantly full and you're trying to pour more stuff into it, it overflows. That is right there the um, quintessential illustration of daily stressors. And if we're constantly at capacity, we aren't able to, to 
to handle daily life stressors. Um, because let's all face it, um, since COVID, we can all say that we've all experienced some type of uh, mental health illness or, or an issue um, because that time in isolation or quarantine, it, it, it forced us to be alone and have time to either pick up bad habits or um, kind of get lost, so to speak. So the importance of mental health now, if ever, is, is really important. And I just wanted to say that if you aren't equipped with those certain set skills, you can find yourself in a very dark place. So being able to recognize what certain things feel like or being able to recognize when you're in a heightened state of emotion how can you um, how can you manage that you know bring yourself back down be able to reset and um, continue to go through your day um, more smoothly yes yes so that is one of the things I would say that I went through at the beginning of COVID I would say again once you have that moment where you have to just be by yourself and just really start learning different things about yourself because you have no choice like you can't go outside you know we couldn't really do shit at all so it's just more like you just gotta sit with your shit and just kind of like realize what's going on around me that's when you really take that time to really understand those things and so my journey i would say with mental health especially as creative you know we I had to go through a lot of different changes at that time and a lot of my friends who are creatives as well they had to go through those different things of just trying to understand what am i doing what's happening now i can't do this i can't create right now and that had a lot of people in their heads and just like i want to use the term going crazy but it was just like it, it, there was no outlet like you just had to stick with yourself stir crazy stir crazy Cat yeah fever. yes yes very real yes yes and so I would say I never, I was one of those people, I guess, in the black community, sadly, it's always don't talk about your stuff outside of home and then also pray about it, which I always pray about, like, every day I pray. Right, but it, prayer without action is dead. Yes. Right? So, you act on it. yeah, so I had some friends who, you know, gone to therapy and stuff like that before, and they've had those times where they just had those realizations where they just felt better about themselves after the fact and so the reason actually i remember it was april 2020 and it was right after my birthday i was in a relationship at the time and the purpose of me even scheduling this virtual therapy session it was supposed to be a couples therapy session and let's just say i ended up being the only one that went and so I'm speaking to this um, lady um, who's still my therapist to this day, Natasha. Shout out to Dr. Natasha. And she, it started off just the basics. Who are you? What are you going through? How you feel? And I felt like that's the first time I actually was able to really tell the honest truth to someone who doesn't know me because, you know, I'm that guy. If everyone sees me, you know, I'm always smiling. I'm always laughing. I'm always just a good I'm a good guy but there's times you know the good guys and the good people they go through stuff too and you know every, behind every smile there's some pain there sometimes so I 
I'm that strong friend again, and I you know probably touch on this later. But when they always say check on your strong friend, that's real. Like I definitely was that strong friend who just have have it together for everybody else, but not myself sometimes. What you said really hit and it spoke volumes because I picked up two things from that. Well, first of all, I'd like to commend you for going out of your comfort zone and seeking um, professional, you know, therapeutic support because, like you had said. Um, you know, unfortunately in the black community, and this is something I experienced working with a lot of um, at-risk um, youth who came from um, black households, that it, it was taboo. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we kept it, you know, when I say we, I'm referring to the clients, the, the clients kept it in-house and limiting themselves or impeding themselves from being able to speak to someone that's neutral, that was an outside source. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't provide them that that perspective or that that aha moment because you know just like you can hear someone tell you something over and over again hearing it from someone else completely different it resonates with you a little different so I want to I want to applaud you for stepping out of your comfort zone mm-hmm. and, and, and seeking that because we don't grow unless we're com- uh, unless we're uncomfortable yeah so um, I think that also you putting out there that checking in with like your like your strong friend mm-hmm. is really important because those strong friends and I can speak on this just from personal experience those strong friends are those ones that fall through the cracks because they're constantly receiving so much from other people and mm-hmm. they're not getting their cup filled so it's like mm-hmm. you ever heard you know like when you're in grade school you hear the little phrase about um, you know pouring into other people's buckets but if people aren't pouring into yours, what do you have left with? Mm-hmm. Because we're, we're made of matter, we're energy. So if you're constantly, you're constantly, you know, interacting with people, it's, it's like mentally draining mm-hmm. and it takes from you. So it's very important to check in on, on those strong friends, those good friends, because those are the silent ones that, um, that go probably, that probably go through just as much or more mental health issues because of that, that pressure to, to to be that person to be that role for to be that support for other people so thank you for 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 putting that out there because it also made me think of um you know like robin williams Mm -hmm. hilarious Mm -hmm. an amazing comedian a genius you know rest in peace he was one of those people that was funny and smiled all the time and you had no idea what demons he was dealing with or how much of a dark place he was in and it's it oftentimes it's it's when they're gone that you realize those those signs or those people that may not have had that support that they were giving to everybody else. Mm-hmm. So thank you for speaking on that. Um, I think that I think that it's important for everybody, whether you're the strong the strong friend, the good friend, or the quiet friend, to just become more mindful of others feelings and being more mindful or cognizant of your environment because once you are able to pick up on certain things and recognize certain things you're able to prevent yourself from getting to a point of you being in that dark place mm-hmm. I mean, let's admit it we're all at some point in a dark place mm-hmm. question is how do you get out of it how bad do you want to get out of that space mm-hmm. because you can sit there and complain or victimize, meaning wanting to just play the victim all the time and feeling sorry for yourself, or you can do something about it for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what separates us from 
strong and weak, professionals and the cons. Um, there's always two types of people, if, you know, they always say, yeah. categorize everybody. Mm -hmm. The winners and losers, the, the weak and the strong. Darwinism is real. Mm. And we're, we're at that place now, post-COVID, that you're either, you either have made something of yourself from it, you have allowed it to take you and ruin you, or you have, you know, like made excuses for it because of it. Mm -hmm. So the, the importance of mental health um, and, and getting well and being a better version of yourself every day is, is crucial to, to that, that concept of um, self-actualization. I remember mm -hmm. in one of my um, undergrad classes for psychology that was, uh, I believe, a theory, uh, what's his name, Maslow, mm -hmm. talked about that hierarchy of needs and self. You know, the basics being just having food and shelter mm -hmm. and clothing. And then as you progress up that pyramid, it gets smaller because it gets harder. You know, the, the road less traveled is more of a reward, right? Because yeah. if everybody on the highway, mm -hmm. there, you know, there's, there's not as much. Or if everybody's going after the same thing, there's, there's not as much left over at the end. So mm -hmm. being able to, to recognize um, triggers, being able to recognize, you know, when you're feeling angry or when you're feeling uncomfortable, how to how to you know respond to it because there's a difference between responding and reacting. So you can say, I'm feeling really sad or I'm noticing that I'm removing myself from people and I'm losing interest in things. Um, that that can that can be symptomatic of depression. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's different categories for it. I'm not licensed to give that advice, but I would just say that you being able to practice what you preach, or you being able to practice those mindfulness tactics mm -hmm. for self-awareness or self-conscious is definitely helpful in, in, in striving to be a better you, um, helping you to, to strive to be a more uh, strong-minded or level-headed person because it definitely um, is felt by other people. Mm -hmm. um, it's energy. You know, I think we spoke about that earlier. It's yeah. energy that people pick up on. Um, I know that's something that I've grown into over the last couple of years, you know, because we're constantly growing. Mm -hmm. And if we're not growing, it's because we're complacent. So avoiding complacency and forcing yourself to be uncomfortable is in itself growth. So uh, just understand that you may at times be down, but you're not despaired. You have to recognize and, you know, I think you spoke on it previously about, you know, prayer, mm -hmm. recognizing it, taking it to the Lord prayer. You know, um, making sure that you are praying with purpose or you're moving with purpose. Not everybody's religious. Right. Some people mm -hmm. are more spiritual. So I'm, mm -hmm. I'm going to put that out there. Disclaimer yeah. real quick. Mm -hmm. um, it's more just having that concept of, you know, I I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be all right. Because at the end of the day, where you're at is a result of what you did or what you didn't do. Mm -hmm. And if you're not doing your mental health, you're not doing your self-care, mm -hmm. you're not looking after yourself, you're not... You know, making sure you're getting enough sleep, you're, you're making sure you're not, um, if you're not giving yourself enough you time, that it adds up. Mm -hmm. And that, that results in a cup mm -hmm. that is full all the time. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. And I would say for years, and it's probably been since high school, I've always was trying to, always being busy. Like, I'm in robotics, I'm in band, I'm doing... Teen News Now on weekends on the CW. I'm doing Virginia Pilot writing for them. And I always, so I always tried to be busy and always had to realize why well, I was not always wanting to be busy a lot. 
And my therapist, she actually checked me on a lot of shit, like stuff that I had gone unchecked for, like I said, many, many years. And it's always that thing in your head where you always have to feel like you have to be the best at all times at everything. Like you have to be, feel like you just, you can't fail. And so I always had the mentality of, I can't fail. That's from school. That's from the expectations that people kind of have on you sometimes. You know, if you do something really good one time, they're like, oh, you're getting that praise. And so I was like, oh, I got to continue doing that. So now I can't backtrack. Now I have to continue being the best graphic designer and doing the stuff for like family functions. Or then now that's coming from family functions, now that's going to outside organizations like hitting you, oh, can you do this? Can you do that? And then it led to doing the Teen News Now and doing the Virginia Pilots. So you can write good now write for this do this and do that so it's always that mentality of i have to keep going and i can't fail at doing this and that and so at that triggered into well um that kind of like trickling into like my personal life as far as relationships you know if i in a relationship with somebody it's like okay i have to make sure i'm giving all the best i can't fail in this i have to be the best at all times and then that trickling into friendships, like, okay, I got to be the best friend I can possibly be. I can't, I, everything has to be perfect. And that was my thing. That title of always having to try to do everything perfect, I, I got smacked in the face with that from my therapist. She was like, you know what? I don't know why you've been doing that for so many years because you, there's no, like, you can't be perfect. You know, what's, ex- what's expected of you versus what is, what is being expected or what you're putting out there mm-hmm. can be very stressful, which is which is one of the reasons why I'm just so copacetic when it comes to um, like holidays or, mm-hmm. or anything that requires like so much planning and thought because it's it, it's one of those things where you you don't want to fail at I don't say keeping up with the Joneses, mm-hmm. but you don't want to you don't want the you want to leave the impression of you failing to other people. Mm-hmm. Because perception is a mother. I yeah. don't know if we can cuss on this. Or oh not, yeah, so. yeah. Well, it's real a motherfucker. Shit. Yes. Yeah, there yes. we go. Perception <laughs> is is real, and what you may perceive yourself to be does not necessarily is not necessarily what others perceive you as. Mm-hmm. I remember there was this little activity we used to do with the kids I worked with about um, all about me. On one side of a paper, it would be like a little drawing of like a, a stick figure person or like a little ginger man, a gingerbread man. Mm-hmm. You would have. All the things you would write down inside of, of how you perceive yourself, mm-hmm. and then on the back you would have you would write what what you think other people perceive you as, mm-hmm. or how 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 you think people perceive you. Mm-hmm. But then you go around and you have that sheet of paper given to other people, and they write on it too, and it's completely different. Mm-hmm. So being able to recognize the difference between how you may carry yourself versus what you're really demonstrating mm-hmm. can be stressful. So um, you know, again, I'm going back to the the. Um, the self-care piece, being able mm-hmm. to recognize when you need a few minutes to yourself, whether it's, you know, listening to a song that, you know, calms you down. Um, you know, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. Uh, what it looks like, more like what it feels like when you are in that constant state of angst, mm-hmm. um, where you're catching yourself short of breath, or you're catching yourself um, feeling um, flustered. Those are the times, those are the moments or the triggers that that are either going to push you into a further spiral down, mm-hmm. 
where you're then unable to kind of like manage your behavior mm -hmm. or your feelings or it's going to it's going to prompt you to i say check yourself you know check just check shit out real quick mm -hmm. and then you know tap into a quick little um a, a quick little a mindful mindful strategy or you know um, some type of stress reduction mm -hmm. um, strategy that is gonna help you fall back a little bit so that you can continue to function throughout your day and, and provide you know whether it's good work good service be a good friend uh, a relative so you can be you can be more effective that way when you're able to um, hone in on those those set skills because let's face it not everybody has those set skills mm -hmm. it can be learned yeah some people are born with that little innate trait mm -hmm. um that gift and some people are taught it um it's but i would be lying if i said it's something that can't be can't be applied to everybody mm -hmm. it, people just have to take the time to invest in that you know um you had said something earlier too about like your childhood i heard something about like childhood and i heard trauma mm -hmm. and you know that also also plays a huge part in how you um how you respond or react to stuff and mm -hmm. i say respond or react because there's a difference a, re a response is something that can just be like in rebuttal to something you know mm -hmm. you, you say that you like wendy's it's like, oh i like wendy's too or or i like i like burger king more mm -hmm. that's a response a reaction is if i say something that could possibly be taken offensive like Oh, like you like that? That's trash. And you say, "What the fuck are you talking about?" No, like that's not it. Mm -hmm. No, you're wrong. You're wrong. Mm -hmm. Like the tone changes, your body language changes. That's a reaction. Yeah. So based on how you were raised or certain experiences as a child, um, how you handle certain things, definitely carry on to you as an adult. Mm -hmm. Because um, I see that now um, in, in people, and having gone to school and studied behavior, unfortunately, it's like. Um, it's like a blessing and a curse mm -hmm. because I'm constantly being asked, are you analyzing me right now? Yeah. In my mind, I want to say yes, but at the same time, I'm just like, well, I'm just, I'm just observing mm -hmm. and I'm taking everything in. Yeah. And I know you're a very quiet person outside the podcast. Mm -hmm. You're more of those quiet, you know, I'm sitting here in a room and I'm taking everything in as yeah. opposed to me that is just very talkative <laughs> and will, um, you know, command the presence of everyone in a room. Mm -hmm. So when we are traumatized from certain things as a child and we aren't able to come to terms with that as an adult, it can become problematic. So definitely, definitely take a moment, you know, let this marinate on you for a second. Mm -hmm. Ask yourself, what, what are some things that trigger me? Mm -hmm. You know, what are things that, you know, upset me? Mm -hmm. What are things that make me happy? Um, you know, write them down if you have to, and just making just making those little notes on yourself, those mental notes, mm -hmm. or the that, making that effort to try to hone in on that um, self awareness definitely is like the the right direction in in wanting to better yourself on that mental level because um, mental agility is different in everybody. Mm -hmm. You have some people that can duck and dodge, and you know they can go through stressors throughout the day effortlessly. Mm -hmm. And there are some people that struggle, and those are the ones that you hear that are constantly complaining about stuff, mm -hmm. and that's not healthy either. Mm -hmm. So a little, a little tip, if you haven't heard this before, or if we haven't brushed up on it yet, talked about it, spoke on it. And this also goes to mental health and self-care. 
when you hear certain people constantly complaining, you, I don't say you need to. Allow yourself time to evaluate whether or not you want to have your, you want that in your time. Mm-hmm. So, be mindful of who you allow in your space. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to be around someone that complains a lot and and creates negativity and energy that that energy, or do you want to be around someone that tries to tries to be more solution focused and 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 have more of a positive mindset? Because there's a difference and. Birds of a feather fly together. Mm-hmm. So pick and choose your friends wisely. That's, yes. that, that's, that's, also, that's also really big yes. with mental health because there are a lot of people that may follow you or they're, they say they're with you, but they're not for you. Mm-hmm. So um, being aware, being mindful of how other people affect you mm-hmm. on an emotional level is part of self-care. You can feel it, feel it. to learn speaking of the triggers and stuff like that what really kind of just makes me go into like a dark place ish um i remember when my one of my good friends passed away 19 um june and i'm pretty sure i saw him posted on my social media dafik um and he drowned at a party and i was supposed to meet him that weekend I was supposed to come back up to Philly. He was in Jersey. I was supposed to meet him that weekend. I was supposed to hang out and everything like that. So I never understood why, like, every end of June, early July, ever since 2009, I feel like this darkness, I feel like just, like, drained. I feel like I don't want to do anything. I don't want to be around people or anything like that. And it really hit harder for whatever reason this year. And... One of my friends had to call me out on it, like, you haven't picked up your phone, like, what's going on? You're not hanging out like you usually do. And so I never brought it up to my therapist before, but so I had a, she's virtual, so I had a emergency, like, hey, I need to talk. 
And I told her how I was feeling, what was going on. And then she asked me, something I haven't been asked before, do you feel guilt? And I was like, you know what, I actually do. And so for so long, I always felt like this guilt of I was supposed to be there and I wasn't there at when I was supposed to meet him at this party and stuff like that. And I said, Kyle, I'm swim. So I'm not going to go up there, but I'll come to Philly tomorrow. And so for so many years, on that those weeks, those days, I always felt like, man, I felt guilty because I was supposed to be there. And maybe if I was there, maybe he wouldn't try to swim and stuff like that. So when she brought that up to me, I was like, that's how I was feeling. And she said, have you ever mentioned it to anyone else before? And I said, no, because with all my friends, especially when that happened, I was in college. I always like going to this dark place where I just don't come out at all. And she was like, you know, you need to start saying that now because that'll help people understand what you're going through. And I would, that, that bring, again, bring up that whole thing of being a strong friend. Like, I can't show emotion because I'm there for other people. So if I'm showing emotion or showing that I'm having a breakdown or something like that, how can they count on me? And that was, that really was like the eye opener. Like, okay, I really need to start saying shit. And that actually kind of started this whole doctor report. I always was procrastinating about doing this podcast for so long because uh-huh. I always said, FNL Radio, okay, if I ever write a book one day, I'll tell everyone about my experiences, stuff like that. I always mention that. I'm going to write a book one day. But it's like my book now. I was like, you know what? Let me just be open on here. And it was fear and going into that too because that fear of people knowing about me now or just putting myself out there. But it's like, I might as well just go and do it now because... If, if who's going to tell my story with me? Right. I don't want no one out ever telling my story. Absolutely. Someone got shut down last year, well, 2021, trying to do that shit. So, um, I just, shout out to my ex. But I just, um, I just wanted to have people have a more clear understanding of who I am and what I go through. And it's, this shit is real. So, because I had to really man up in a way and say, hey, this is what I'm going through. And what was so crazy is that my friends were like, you know, you could have been told us, like, this is what you're going through. Like, now we understand. Now Easier we're, we're there. Easier said than done. Yeah. You know, hindsight's always 20, 20 Yeah. Right, right, right. So now it's like, okay. It's, it's different, though. Yeah. It's different. And being being uh, being mindful of the fact, I'm saying that word like that, being mindful of that fact and understanding that everyone processes things different mm-hmm. and not everyone is comfortable with communicating. Mm-hmm. Communicating assertively. You had spoken mm-hmm. on something a few minutes ago talking about just like being able to just have your podcast and push it out there. Mm-hmm. Push it out there with assertion yeah. because there's a difference between asserting yourself and demanding something. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. There's a difference between asserting yourself and then just coming off as um, disrespectful or out of pocket because you can assert yourself respectfully and demand things in how you message and that also goes with that also goes with um mental health because it gives you a sense of confidence and mm-hmm. confidence is key in preventing depressive episodes mm-hmm. if i if that's even a phrase if i can say that again i'm not yeah. a clinician i'm not a licensed therapist i do not have my lpc <laughs> i just have Experience in education, right. counseling. Mm-hmm. I just got a master's in, uh, of education. That's it. That's it. Um, <laughs> and a QMHPC. That's it. That's okay. it. But, yeah. but, let me not say but. However, comma, mm-hmm. my next step to bettering myself is to go back to school at some point and get my doctorate in something. 
something that I know would better serve other people because at the end of the day it's what was commanded of us and you had you had said something also I was making little notes in my phone while you were speaking because you have a story and mm -hmm. everyone has a story and that's the mm -hmm. awesome part about it yeah. everyone has a story and I love to hear people's story because it's like you have no idea mm -hmm. what people have gone through or what they're walking through until you take the time to listen mm -hmm. and that is also <laughs> a key point right there in mental health right there mental health and self-care mm -hmm. also being able to learn just to sit still and listen yeah. i have to tell myself that too because i talk a lot mm -hmm. you know sometimes it's okay not even sometimes it's okay for there to be silence it's okay for there to be downtime during a conversation with somebody because it allows both people or multiple people however however many people are in a group you know mm -hmm. um to just kind of process stuff because again everyone processes things differently yeah and um Back to what you were saying on um, the, your friend that had passed away from suicide, that affects that affects that affects you on so many different levels. Um, we see, you know, we see that when when we are when we have experienced grief and loss from someone from suicide, that it's selfish because it's a permanent solution mm -hmm. to a temporary problem. Mm -hmm. I remember hearing that before um and, and that resonated with me because i have experienced that you know within mm -hmm. my family my grandfather committed suicide when i was in uh i was a freshman in college um my high school sweetheart uh, a couple years ago she took her life that was terrible i felt like a piece of me died with her mm -hmm. um even though you know i came out in college and you know gay as fuck mm -hmm. um i love men and I appreciate a beautiful woman. Uh, I I really I really felt that, and it, it it took a lot out of me. Like a piece of me was lost with her. So mm -hmm. anytime I hear someone speak on that, like my heart, my heart just gets heavy because mm -hmm. it 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 that that act, that final act from someone, it it stays, it it, mm -hmm. it lingers, yeah. and if it's not a, if it's not addressed, mm -hmm. if, if there's no closure it can become very detrimental to your mental health to, mm -hmm. to the point where you could find yourself then in a dark place mm -hmm. and being afraid to speak up on it because you may not either know how to express yourself or you don't want people to uh, see you in some type some type of way that they weren't ready to handle because we can we can we can admit the fact that um, <clears throat> uh, that like that that topic makes people uncomfortable mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and it should make people more, um, I would say it should make people more, not curious, but more, I guess, in tune to, 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 to its, its impact yeah, yeah. and the reality of it. Because, you know, ending one's life isn't just affecting one person, it affects your immediate family, friends, right. co-workers. Mm -hmm. um, I had a co-worker when I was working um, for a nonprofit agency in Norfolk that had committed suicide. Mm. And that was painful, you know, and I remember having felt guilt mm -hmm. because he and I had, at the time, we had recently had like a, a little spat at work about something. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't recall us resolving it. And that, that really, really like hurt like yeah. not hurt but that really affected me that really bothered me and i just remember crying at the funeral and i remember um later not rem i remember but i'm 
later in life when somebody was making a joke about people falling out at funerals and crying over someone that passed away it's because they had done something wrong mm-hmm. type thing mm-hmm. and you know like they had done wrong in the past and they're just being over dramatic and stuff yeah. usually and then you know the, this person in the same breath was saying someone that I guess is more composed is because they 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 were in good standing with that person mm-hmm. and in their eye yeah um but there's a difference between being all right and okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. <laughs> right. Yes. And also, speaking of okay, be on the lookout. When a grown man says he's okay, when you ask him how he's doing, he's not okay. I'm going to put a stamp on that. <clears throat> Guaranteed. When you ask somebody how they're doing mm-hmm. and they say they're okay, check in with him again. Maybe not that same day or in that same conversation, but follow up with him because they're not okay. I'll just, I will argue with you until I'm blue in the face or until my voice becomes hoarse. They're not okay. Because you're either Gucci, you're good, mm-hmm. you are well because it is well with your soul, or, or, or you're just going to be comfortable enough to admit, like, man, I'm not good. Like, mm-hmm. no, like, I'm, I'm feeling pretty bad. Yeah. So please, please, please practice. Practice mindfulness. Practice self-care. <clears throat> Even if it's you standing in the mirror looking at yourself and telling yourself <clears throat> that you are equipped mm-hmm. to be undefeatable, you know, and remind yourself that you might be down, but you're not despaired. It, it, it carries something. It has it has power. You know, words have power. Yeah. So being able to speak with purpose or look at yourself and, and, and remind yourself that, you, you know, you're talented, that, you know, you have potential, that helps so much with your mental health. Because, like I said, confidence is key in mm-hmm. preventing depressive episodes. Yes. So, um so before, you know, I take a little breather, <laughs> I'd also jotted down that you had mentioned something about like the guilt, the passing of your friend to better manage those emotions um, that can lead to depressive episodes or depression mm-hmm. or suicidal thoughts, mm-hmm. uh, being in that dark place, feeling stuck. Identify things that you can control versus mm-hmm. things that you can't control. Mm-hmm. Because anything that's outside of what you can control, yeah. remind yourself or tell yourself to let it go. Mm-hmm. For example, I can only control me. Yeah. I can only control what I say. I can only control how I feel. I can't say how you feel. Mm-hmm. I can say, I can't argue how you feel. Mm-hmm. If you feel comfortable enough to assert how you feel and express yourself, I like to say with my kids, iMessages. Use iMessages, right? Mm-hmm. I feel blank when you blank. You know, you can fill in the prompts and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, being able to separate or know the difference between things that you can control and things that are out of control, it'll definitely, definitely save you in the long run mm-hmm. and help you in the long run and save you in so much unnecessary stress. Yes. So if you are constantly worried about how people... <clears throat> what people think about you or what people how people feel about you you you're going to be stuck in this little spot forever mm-hmm. so just draw like on a piece of paper a circle and write you in the middle and then draw a bigger circle outside of the little one and write them and then write down all those things that you can control and things that you can't control and that helps kind of process that dot, the, what do they call that that dualistic mindset, which I cannot stand. That things are not in black and white all the time. Right. Right. 
and this, things aren't always right or wrong. You know, mm-hmm. there are shades of gray. So yes. being able to identify those things, being able to identify your triggers, heightened emotions, <clears throat> what makes you comfortable, what makes you uncomfortable, those would definitely help with the, with with <clears throat> better managing your stress and and helping you get to a better you, mm-hmm. so that you can serve others better, serve yourself better, be more effective, be more productive, mm-hmm. and just and just you know be able to just to navigate through life a little easier because. We live in a fallen world. Mm-hmm. Not to sound like I'm speaking on the on, on the pulpit or nothing, but you know we live yeah. in a fallen world. Like yeah. we are expected to suffer. You know Christ suffered. Mm-hmm. So with that, you know it it comes with it comes with the territory. So yeah. um, just you know keep your head up. You know stay prayed up, stay blessed up, and re- remember those things because it it would definitely help with. Um, Sharpening your emotional shield. Yeah, yeah. I want to end on that. Yes, but that yes. was cute. Emotional yeah. shield. Strengthen your emotional shield every day, even if yeah. it's just five or ten minutes a day. Mm-hmm. Whether it's sitting somewhere quietly, or sitting in your car, taking a nap because I love naps. Mm-hmm. Twenty minute power naps. Those get you reset. Yes. Write all this stuff down, and mm-hmm. I really, I, I pray that this is received well, mm-hmm. and that I, I'm not leaving the impression of me being a know it all because that's not the case. I don't know everything. I know some things, I but I don't know everything, yeah, yeah. and I really. <laughs> Again, appreciate the opportunity to, you know, voice my my, my opinion and my my my, my skill set, yes. and hopefully this will reach out and touch somebody and give them that aha moment so that they could get themselves out of whatever they're in, turn themselves around, and start seeing things as a glass half full and not half empty. Yes, come on, work. I'm out, bitches. All right, work. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yes, and um. At that moment when you said, um, if you say you're okay, I've been guilty of that. I've always would say, I'm okay. Right, because I have to pull stuff out of you yeah. a lot, a lot. But anyways, I'm, I'm not talking. Yeah, because, you know, again, it's that mindset. You have to always be good. So now, when I, I and people hear it in my tone, too. They talk to me in person. If I say, I'm okay, I had a certain tone where it just sounds like you're not okay. Hell, my mom pick up on it. If I say, I'm okay, she said, are you like Eeyore, nobody likes me. <laughs> Everybody hates me. No, I need you to be Winnie the Pooh a right. little more often. Right, right. Yeah, so I've learned now to be more vocal in how I really feel. Another thing, too, um, again, just anxiety as well. I've, I've dealt with anxiety, you know, and again, certain friends that you had that would take you out of that place. I would not go out. There were times I would not even go out. I was like, no, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be a hermit. I'm gonna be home. I don't want to go out and stuff like that. I don't want to be out there. And that's okay to tell people no. That's healthy. Yeah. It builds boundaries, and boundaries keep you sane. Yes, <laughs> but then I had to learn. Okay, it's the people that's around you that will help you out of that space. So again, growing up as a shy kid when I was younger, because I was, was I? I well, I would say I was bullied, and that wasn't until I got to Virginia when I started public school for the first time. And so, because you're different, you're always going to feel different. So that was one of my things, too, growing up. I just felt too different. I didn't feel like I could match with anybody. So that carries on with you when you're in, the, you're in your adult years and in relationships. And trauma. so, yeah, so I had to deal with that trauma and therapy. Uh, and so, what again, therapy definitely helped me a lot in realizing a lot of stuff, so much that, my ex fiance from like 2011, like we hadn't talked since we broke up in 2012. He reached out to me and it was just like, 
you know, how are you? Which was surprised to me. But then it was like, are you good? And I'm, I'm sorry for, you know, the past and stuff like that. You are not sorry. Right. Mm-hmm. Nothing sorry about your shit. You apologize. <laughs> right. But I, old me would have been like, no, I'm not going to, you know, I'm, st- I'm still, I guess you say like, at, at, you know, mad about it. I'm still like upset, whatever. But <coughs> new me was like, you know what? Growth, you know, as Kelly on Insecure say, you know what? That's called growth. <laughs> with the emphasis with the hand gesture. Yes, <laughs> yes. And we actually now have a good friendship. And so I'm, you know, I'm very appreciative of those things, those different tools I picked up in therapy. And then also. Come on, tools. Yes, yes. the tools. In your little bag. With you toolkit, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also just learned. When you talk to when you go to therapy, don't always have to be when something bad is happening. You can just hey, I just want to talk about this good stuff that's happening yeah, right now. I feel good. Like share those small successes. Yeah, and then she'll still check me if it's something that she's like, you know, you want to be doing that. But um, I, I still just go just to whenever I just feel like I need to talk to someone where I don't want to feel like okay, I'm not going to talk to my friends about this yet. Let me talk to someone else, my therapist, and just and pray on it, and then just be like how can I fix this issue that's, that I'm going through right now? Or what do I need to do to fix this thing? You know, I've, I've been bad. I had to admit to myself too. I've been bad. Some of my friends that's out of state. All my best friends are out of state. They're not in Virginia or one of them is in Richmond, but Richmond feels like it's out of state sometimes. It's <laughs> it, not here. Right. It's not right. here. It's not where I can just take a 10 minute drive to them. And so I don't always pick up the phone and call and text a lot of times. But then 2020 happened and I had to realize life is short. Let me start communicating with these people, um, people who I haven't talked to in a long time. I actually reignited some friendships, too, because it was just that, that thing of me of like talking it out, feeling like I'm OK, to I had this experience with them. Now, can we talk about it years later? You know, every time I ended the friendship or relationship, it was just like, that's it. Static. No, no more in a conversation. Now I'm at the point where I'm like, okay, did I do something or what did you do or how did we get to that place? Like I just, it's not even closure in a sense, but it's like opening a door to where I know we're cool. So can we get back to that place? What do we need to do to get back to that place and fix it? And so I had those experiences and those things actually worked out. So I would say definitely talk to someone and I know therapy you know everyone can't always get it you know it's issue with insurance and the paid and all that it's expensive it's expensive but like there's resources out there you know try to see what you can do the self-care self-care thing is very real too so my sister she has her own business she's been doing successful she was a teacher but she, those kids were stressing her out in 2020 was stressing her out with the school system so she was like nope I'm going to my business for myself and she's been really successful at it, but I tried to get my hair retwisted one day, and she had to tell me, Thursday's on my self-care day. I was like, self-care day? It's amazing. Why don't I have that? And I was like, you know what? For my little sister to kind of school me on something, I'm like, maybe I need a self-care day. What is my self-care day? Yeah. And what does it look like? How are you right. treating yourself? Exactly. How are you treating yourself? And it's, it's important. Yes. Setting, setting aside time. For you. Yes. Me time is the best time. Yeah. Aside from outside time being the best time. Yeah. So I'm learning now baby steps. 
So doing self care. Hey, you gotta walk before time. you walk. You gotta walk before you run. Shit. Yeah. So I'm getting there. I'm slowly but surely getting there. But again, I think just for all of us, you know, again, whether you're creative, whether you're just in the professional world, just in regular life, whatever, you, you know, always just check on yourself and don't be afraid to say what you're going through or don't be afraid to reach out to your close ones, your friends or family that, hey, this is what's happening right now. I just, I'm feeling this way. And I think that helps a lot more. I've learned, I realized that helps a lot more of understanding. And then it's, it's like that, it's like when the sink, the stopper is up and we had to put the stopper down, let the water out the sink. That's what it feels like. It's like everything is flowing out of me and now I'm feeling better. The weight on my shoulders are coming down now because I'm actually talking about it. I'm actually discussing these things. And so definitely it's important to just release and just... There was some times where I just had to have a good cry sometimes just to, you know, it's so built up. There could be so much tension, whatever is going on. And sometimes you just need a good cry to just be like... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's good just to cry. It's healthy. It, let yes. it out. Right. Like I told my nephew today when he was crying because he lost the game in the pool. I said, "You can, you know, you can cry a little bit. Just don't mm-hmm. linger in that too long." Yeah. Right. right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just that release and just again, if you need someone, you know, your strong friends. Like I said, I'm that strong friend, but we we have our we have our shit too, and we have to be realize it's okay to just. Be real and just be upfront with and shit. ask for help. And yes, and ask for help. And that prompts me, real quick, to plug this real fast. You know, the suicide and crisis oh, yes. uh, lifeline hotline it is it's still up and running, yes. and they've actually shortened the number yeah. now, so it's easier for people to remember. Um, the National Suicide Prevention Hotline it's nine eight eight. You know, it's that number now is active across the United States, so it makes it easier for people uh, to remember mm-hmm. and access mental health. Um, crisis services so yes just wanted to put that out there that if you have if if you are without and you know you ain't got friends mm-hmm. you, you got a cell phone right. a burner phone something yes. you can borrow someone's a, phone a little trap phone yeah a little trap phone <laughs> it's 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 there for a reason yes and, and please you know make an effort and whatever do in whatever avenue you take or whatever you do to mm-hmm. to to take care of yourself Please. Yes. Practice self care. Yes, get out your own head sometimes. You know, self care for me is painting. I like to paint. Self care for me is sometimes shopping. Um or a cooking. Retail therapy. Yeah, a little retail therapy. Retail therapy is a real thing that people just always spend your um life. But And so is buyer's remorse too. Yes. Maybe yes. I shouldn't have bought that. Yes, right. And then say the receipt and take it back. And then <laughs> and then and then cooking. So again, there's little outlets, little things you can do to just get you out of that space sometimes because when you're in your head a lot of the time, you're blacking out yourself, but you're blacking out yourself to other people as well. Like people have no access to you to really understand who what you're really going through. So just again talk it out release everybody and i really hope like this episode again it's deep i told you this podcast is going to get deep it's going to get into some shit but hopefully y'all take this you know advice and just pick up on your own little tools your own little things that you can do to get yourself together make yourself feel better that's all it's about people make yourself feel better like you can't be around here stressed out you can't be around here just always feeling down and not Realize you have, you can talk to people, so that's the main thing. It's just be vocal, be open, 
be it sometimes change is good too. You know, the way you think about things, the way you perceive things, change is really good. So change your outlook on things. You know, you feel like you're not supposed to talk to a therapist, scratch that shit out now. It it helps. Yeah. You feel like you can't talk to someone just in general, a counselor or whoever. A composition notebook. Right. Write it out. Right. Once you write that shit out too on paper, again, that's not a release too. When you're writing it out, you actually realize seeing it on paper like, okay, this was I'm doing this is what I'm doing. It, it, that barrier comes down. Yeah. So, people, just just take care of yourselves. And, and each other. Yes. Yes. Especially now. But take care it. of yourself first. Apply your own mask before yes. you put on someone else's mask. Come on, preacher. In All the right. event of a plane crash. Church. Okay. <laughs> yes. So, um, so on, that sermon, on that sermon there, um, definitely check out the doc report. As I said, um, it's going to be, well, it's on, listen to it now. It's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Google. I'm sure I'm missing somewhere else. But you wherever you see a podcast, you name <laughs> Wherever you see a podcast. Um, and then FNL Radio will be back soon, everybody. But I do have to give a special thanks again to Josh for coming on this episode, the first guest on the Doc Report podcast. No script. No, no script. script. All improv. I was a little scared. No, no. It's, it's real conversation, people. So definitely, if you want something to listen to that you can relate to, this is the spot here. And you get your ratchet shit on FNL Radio soon. And if you want, and if you want to, you know, come come pull up on your boy. I'll be bartending this Friday. I gotta plug this in there too with MJ's. I'll be in the he she shed in the back all night. So come see me too. Show some love and patronize me. Yes, people, and make sure you come with a good um a good liver. Make sure you come with a good DD because he will get you fucked up. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little heavy handed, but definitely please, please drink responsibly. Yes, drink yes, responsibly yes, as um. Uh, I take my own advice sometimes, but uh, drink responsibly, people. Um, I can't keep up with you. Look, <laughs> I can smoke you out though. Oh yeah, yeah. You know my asthma, my asthmatic lungs, baby lungs. Yes, but we digress. Digress. Yeah, <laughs> but thank you all for tuning in, everybody. We'll check y'all next time on another episode of the Doc Report podcast here on FNO Network. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Get it. <laughs>